It's March 13th and time for Social and Sex. We're back and of course there are loads of social updates to get you up to speed. We'll be taking you through the most important ones, including Instagram broadcast channels, native YouTube podcasts and an update to TikTok's commercial library. And if this episode proves useful, let us know and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. First up today, Twitter is working on changing the way it serves ads. Changes are on the way for Twitter's advertisers, at least according to Elon Musk's own Twitter account. He said Twitter will tie ads to keywords and topics in tweets, similar to Google search ads. Twitter's existing keyword targeting lets advertisers target or exclude people who searched for, tweeted, or engaged with specific keywords. Now, Musk says the change will improve contextual relevance dramatically, though it's not clear yet how Twitter's ads will reach exactly the right audiences. Now, coming from someone who once tweeted negative sentiment about FIFA and was subsequently targeted with FIFA ads for the next 30 days, there's a lot of work to be done. And that's not even mentioning how many brands have cut off advertising altogether because of Musk's ownership. Musk has previously stated that highly relevant ads are actually content. That one's a little bit subjective and it's not yet clear how Twitter ads will actually reach the right audiences. It could be that selecting keywords for use in ad targeting might soon sit not with advertisers, but with Twitter's own AI systems. Or we could see the algorithm assign more weight to topics a user mentions when deciding which ads to show them. So, for example, the more a user tweets about money, the more likely they are to see ads from a retail bank or credit card providers. Or in my case, the more I search for how to be good at golf, the more I get hit with American golf adverts. Now over to TikTok, who want you to repurpose your videos elsewhere. That's right. Reports tell us that TikTok is rolling out the ability to download your videos without the TikTok watermark. Until now, obviously, you could only download a lower-res version of your video with the logo and your handle dancing across the screen. Now, while you can remove watermarks through third-party apps like TickSave, and lots of people did, we can all agree a native feature is preferable. Now, one user, Bianca, in the beta test shared that you can simply select the video you want to save from your drafts, edit it, then click the download button in the right-hand sidebar and save it to your device before posting. But it does beg the question, why are TikTok letting Instagram Reels have this? Now, in other news at TikTok, the platform's apparently expanding the commercial music library with what it's calling Sounds for Business, which includes a mix of music, voiceover and directional sound cues to help businesses make sound on content. I still think we should be allowed to use trending sounds, but legal disagrees. So hopefully this update gives us more to work with. TikTok wants you to post their content elsewhere, but they want you to make everything using their very own software. And I see that as a bit of a power move. Now you can film and edit in the app, make use of native editing features like green screen and duet, and download the finished video watermark free. Very kind of them. This enables you to repurpose content across platforms, it saves you time, and it doesn't degrade video quality using those dodgy watermark removal apps. But it's not all butterflies and roses. Even though you won't have a watermark, there's a chance other platforms might flag the videos having been filmed and edited on another app through its metadata. And that tends to lead to strangled reach and a baffled social media manager. But big up TikTok for the Sounds for Business function, a very welcome addition. Here's a little stat for you. If a brand's TikTok video features a song that a user likes, 68% of users say they remember the brand better, and 62% say they're more curious to learn about the brand. So get busy on your audio choices. Next up, a recent study says 10 minutes of Pinterest a day keeps stress away. Across the pond, UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Centre has found that Pinterest helps improve Gen Z students' well-being 
418 Gen Z university students in the US, UK, Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, and Japan found 10 minutes of Pinterest per day helped abate feelings of stress and burnout. So our good friend Louise was right. It says here that students were instructed to scroll Pinterest and find inspiring content. And then the data showed that it actually mitigated the impacts of physical stress on their capacity to feel positive and relaxed. As if its business use wasn't argument enough, I reckon we should all start running more Pinterest campaigns just to help us feel less stressed at work. I know Pinterest isn't paying me to say this. We've known it for a while, but pinners, you are unique. Compared to some of the dark depths of social, Pinterest always seems to find a way to keep it quite light. It's a perfect channel for health and well-being brands who might find Pinterest a perfect channel for ads aiming to motivate or inspire. Because pinners are proactively looking to take action, ads are more of an additive than a distracting experience compared to other social platforms. And if you're a brand targeted towards Gen Z students of university age, consider Pinterest for organic and sponsored content. Pinners want to be inspired when they open the app, so keep this in mind. For example, brands in the higher education industry could create Pinterest content about keeping a work-life balance during the stressful exam season. That's something I probably could have done with back in 2012. And some bad news next up. A rival IQ report says brands' Instagram engagement is dropping. Yeah, in a less cheery data piece, a new report by analytics firm Rival IQ shows Instagram engagement rates have been falling for brands since at least 2019. The median engagement rate per post dropped to about 0.47% across industries last year, which is a 30% decline compared to the previous year. The report measured social media activity for 2,100 companies across 14 industries. Obviously, engagement rate is the defining metric for brands because it controls for post volume, audience size, and lets you see how many of your followers could actually be customers. I would take this with a pinch of salt, though, because these are averages and it's brand specific, right? So creators and users alike have all reported declining engagement on Instagram for the last few years. It's a platform that wants you to pay for that reach. Plus, this study says all brands haven't been affected equally. Sports teams and higher education brands still outperformed on the platform. And if you narrow it, reels are still showing higher engagement in lots of industries, including retail, health and beauty and food and drink. Though still nowhere near TikTok's average engagement rate, which was at 5.69% in 2022. From drops in stress to drops in engagement, now you can't say we don't like to stay on theme. Now, one thing's clear here, your return on investment for Instagram is not the same as it was four years ago, even if you keep up with the same cadence. So what does this mean for brands on Instagram? As you might have heard, Reels is where it's at. If video isn't a major part of your strategy, it definitely should be. Instagram's constantly updating the format with features that make Reels easier and quicker to create. And why not cross-post on TikTok if that suits your strategy over there too? Engagement rate is much higher and you won't need any resizing from 916 vertical video. Now, one for you, Mike. YouTube's testing a new native podcast feature for creators. This feature would let you upload and manage podcasts in YouTube Studio on desktop, but seems to only be open to certain creators right now. YouTube confirmed the test and says it's currently being trialed globally. Creators in the test group can upload podcasts in the Create section of YouTube Studio, see their podcasts in the content menu under a new podcast tab, and categorize any existing playlists on their channel as podcasts. They can also measure their podcast analytics with performance, audio, and revenue insights for each show and episode. Very exciting update for us here at Social Minds. And podcasters have always been able to upload their podcasts as YouTube videos, but the platform didn't support podcasts as a specific upload format. Now that's all set to change as YouTube's looking to attract podcasters to create and build out listenership on the platform. The selling point of YouTube for podcasters is in its abilities as both a broadcasting and promotional platform. 
rather than uploading your pod to Spotify and then promoting it on Twitter, you'd be able to introduce a feature that automatically creates teaser clips from full episodes and push them on YouTube Shorts, which are absolutely flying at the moment. And finally, Instagram's working on broadcast channels for one-way community messaging. After just under a year in testing, Instagram's now confirmed it has been working on broadcast channels. You might recognize them as what were formerly called public broadcast chats, but it's essentially the same thing. There are one-to-many public messaging features similar to Telegram and old WhatsApp broadcasts. In them, you can share photos, videos, texts, GIFs, and polls in an unlimited number of channels. And members of your broadcast channel can react to messages and participate in the polls, but they can't post their own content. All Instagram users will be able to discover broadcast channels, but only followers who join the channel will receive notifications when there's an update. Instagram's still testing this feature with creators, but if you want to take part in that test, you can sign up to a waitlist. Now, I really like this update. It's a very one-way relationship, but I can think of some great use cases off the top of my head. It'll be easy to engage with your Instagram community and incentivize followers to subscribe by offering benefits like exclusive updates on product drops, sneak peeks of upcoming content, or giveaways and discount codes to your most loyal fans. It's also really low maintenance in terms of community management, and you'll get feedback from followers through reactions, but you won't get spam, trolling, or abusive messages. And I can hear the social media managers rejoicing right now. Upcoming features, according to Adam Masseri, include the ability to add guest creators as authors and a Q&A prompt. Community is the buzzword of 2023, and this update massively helps you build out a strong community on Instagram. Well, there we have it, as Cal usually says. But yep. first episode of Social in 6 in 2023, and there was a lot to sift through um, and some quite exciting updates, I think. And one I want to talk about a little bit more now is the repurposing TikTok content to so the fact they've taken the watermark off videos and let you download without. Cal, you had some really interesting points on your LinkedIn recently about this. And you think uh, repurposing content is now a good thing so this kind of feature is yeah. good where you know in in the past cross posting was kind of frowned upon yeah if you think about what it used to be so we had 169 square obviously still exist but if you think about the, homo- the homogenization of social now so you've got reels mm-hmm. tiktok shorts are mm-hmm. probably your main formats at the minute that are absolutely yeah. flying it's just an all 916 video 916 yeah exactly so even if so a lot of people still shoot in square or 69 but frame for 916 i'd argue i maybe wouldn't shoot specifically 916 uh, i'd probably still shoot in square depends what you're shooting of course but mm. 916 is the way forward like the yeah. issue so if you're gonna do it it just shooting in square gives you more flexibility to go both ways essentially mm-hmm. but 916 yeah i mean with all formats being that are flying being the same uh, format at the moment it's kind of completely the opposite of what we used to say about creating content for platform specific. Of course, you've got different strategies. So some things may not go in your reels that would go on your TikTok, etc. But I kind of feel like we're entering a bit of a copy and paste phase whereby if you've got a good video and it's creative and it's, it's look, it has all your sort of features. So it's got your subs on it. It's still obviously following the sort of protocols. But if it's good enough, I think you can post it on all three channels and have three bites of the cherry as opposed we're to one we're talking about tiktok reels and youtube and shorts. shorts yeah yeah do they differ so much now no. that you would have such a radical strategy no. that's different and the thing is you're already seeing those copycat iterations right it's just that low-res version with the watermarks on yeah, it exactly so people are already doing it i just kind of hate the direction we're going in but just because i hate it doesn't mean it ain't happening the social media managers <laughs> yeah. are loving it and i just like oh, bam yeah, bam yeah, bam yeah. put it on everything I, I look i agree look especially in, in the roles that we have. I think creativity is key. But then I also think 
as I said, if it's good enough, I think it'll work on all three. Yeah, I do. I really I, do. Yeah, I think my, my problem is like if it's facilitating that sort of laziness or mm. the downturn in creativity. But if you've got something that really is brilliant for 916, you do kind of want to show it to like yep. a few places, don't you? It's just like, just don't do it with every single thing you make. Um, but I, yeah, I do think it's yeah, super easy. As I mentioned, I do think it's a bit of a power move from TikTok. It's almost like we're confident enough. Yeah, we're like, we are the big dogs. The engagement here. rate piece tells us why. <laughs> yeah, you can make it on ours. You can stick it on theirs if you want. It's probably not going to do as well as ours. So you can do whatever you want with it. It kind of yeah. is the attitude. But let's see. Hopefully, Insta picks up because we are seeing it. Well, maybe Instagram's focusing on other things. So broadcast channels. Mm. I feel like they're just taking like what used to be WhatsApp tech, right? With WhatsApp's yeah. old broadcast channels and is just using that now on Instagram. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it used to be a great feature. We were so annoyed when they like made it unavailable. Any, are there any social minds, OGs with a broadcast channel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I bet I bet some of you listening out there were in the old uh, WhatsApp broadcast list. It was a brilliant feature. Um, it was basically like, you know, just a newsletter that goes um, straight to your, your phone. And, and maybe because Instagram creators and brands now, like community is a bit of a buzzword, but it is um, one of the benefits of, you know, have, having your followers on that channel. Messaging them might be the right way to go about it. Yeah, for creators themselves, I think it's quite, well, it's so easy to maintain a community like that because it's one way. Like, so you mm-hmm. don't have to engage. You have to engage your fans, but you can do it via giveaways. You can do it via a load of different ways. But you then don't have to manage the channel, so really, it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, definitely. If, if you've got a strong community, of course, you know if you've got even eye in your community and you're just pinging us messages every day, you're probably not going to get <laughs> too much benefit from it. But yeah, I uh, I really like this one. I can I can see this working. I kind of like. Do you I'm going to watch me make a broadcast channel with like just my close friends list, just when there's like a gossip klaxon. What are you just going to update ping that out? <laughs> right, it's March thirteenth, and it's time for gossip. <laughs> Right, well, I can't wait for your broadcast messages, Eve. I tell you what, I can't wait for... You're not on my close friends. Yeah, you are, I'm lying. We we have one of the biggest episodes of Social Minds to date coming up. I am so excited by this. Eve, tell the people what they want to hear. Yeah, Cal's not lying when he says it's a big episode. Um, it's a it's a long one, but it's going to be a really good one. We were joined by the one and only Rory Sutherland, obviously chairman at Ogilvy, and um, he joined us to talk about how we can advertise to and engage neurodivergent consumers. Uh, so anyone sort of on the spectrum, outside the ordinary, or as Rory calls them, the outliers of society. It was brilliant. We learned a lot. We mm. talked a lot. Mm. You're going to love it. <laughs> 